welcome to the Slow the Fuck Down Show. I'm sensuality coach Casey Hall. And I'm trauma healer Elizabeth Menzel. Each episode we choose a theme and explore different stories, skills, and songs on that theme to help slow you down and lift you up throughout the pandemic and beyond. On today's episode, slow the fuck down with manifesting from fear. Get cozy. Grab your favorite beverage and soak in our soothing support. By the end of this episode, you'll walk away with practical skills that actually work. So conscious manifestation, law of attraction, the secret. I am sure, Slowdown fans, that you have heard of all of these terms and maybe think, what the fuck? Is that shit even real? (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe you feel frustrated because you've been trying so hard to manifest and it's just not working for you. So if you're curious or want to become a better manifester, we dedicate today's show to you. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic because I feel like, number one, it's not talked about enough, but number two, if if little Casey or younger version of Casey would have heard this and would have understood that you even can manifest, manifest from fear and what happens when you do that, I feel like I would have saved myself a lot of time. Absolutely, because all I was doing was mass manifesting from fear because I was in such a stressed out state all of the time. So I was always in flight, fight, freeze, or faint. So I was just constantly manifesting from that place of fear. That's the whole topic. That's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> On our next episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, so is law of attraction even real? Physics is the study of the physical world and has its own set of laws. For example, the law of vibration states that anything that exists in our universe, whether seen or unseen, consists of pure energy or light and exists as a vibrational frequency or pattern. Yeah, and the law of electromagnetism explains how energy and objects come together. So when we're talking about law of attraction, we're referring to that where energy and object can come together. And you know, Casey and I being queens of the inner world and masters of the invisible, we find it really easy to talk about this stuff. But we realize that it might not be so easy when you are talking about things that you can't see. Um, One of the examples I can give that might help y'all is like with tuning forks, there's something called harmonic induction, where there is, if there's an energy frequency radiating from one object and it gets close enough to another object, that object will radiate at the same energy frequency. And there's some great videos on YouTube that you can watch where tuning forks are used and the sound waves and the energy coming off of them affects the objects around them. So sometimes it's with a note, you can hear the, the, the other tuning fork. One will be like, bong, it'll ring. And the other tuning fork will then ring without being hit or bonged on. <laughs> or it'll move objects around from the waves emanating off that tuning fork. So that's just one of the ways of seeing the what is normally invisible to our eyes. So I'm curious, in the example of people, right? Like I'm thinking of being in my old job and everybody waiting in the same room for a meeting and then somebody would walk in with a really terrible energy and then you could feel it. Absolutely, I think we're feeling it all the time. We might not even consciously register it. I mean, if you're sitting there reading a book and you're all alone and cozy and someone silently walks in and you don't see them, they're not in your vision you feel them, you feel their energy. So I think that we are commonly feeling each other's energies 
And it's so the water we're swimming in that we don't even really consciously register it most of the time. It just is. So what we want to talk about today is conscious manifestation, manifesting on purpose. And one of the biggest things I can say is that we're always manifesting, whether you're conscious of it or not. We're just continuously always manifesting. We are bringing things from this invisible, unseen world into the seen, physical world. We're always doing it. The words coming out of my mouth right now are a manifestation of sound and sound waves and the vibration of my voice box. Manifestation is always happening. And there's a lot of bullshit and bad advice and partial advice and woo-woo-ness around it. And we want to make it as practical and simple and everyday valuable for you. So you can kind of get into it. And it's not this big mysterious thing. It's actually something that you're always doing anyway, so you might as well get good at it. So my bottom line for conscious manifestation is you're either manifesting from your pain, from your fears, from your unconscious, from your painful thoughts, or you're manifesting from that centered strength inside of you, your positivity, your joy, your hopefulness, your happiness. So you're manifesting from one of those two places, or it's neutral, a neutral manifestation. So we've got either manifesting from fear, manifesting neutral or manifesting from power. So one of the ways I used to unknowingly manifest from fear was focusing on everything that my partner was doing wrong. <laughs> you know, and so throughout the day, all the little nagging things, you know, he's sleeping in too late or he's, he, he doesn't want to cuddle or he didn't call me or blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking of all these things that I used to say in my past relationships. And then what would happen is I would get more of that. Like I would get more of the things that I focused on that were going wrong, which was even more frustrating. <laughs> and then it caused me to have more of those feelings. And now that I'm in a healthy relationship and I have the awareness of what I was doing in the past to manifest from fear, and now I know how to watch my thoughts, I'm able to catch myself when those everything's going wrong thoughts are going on in my mind and change them to what I appreciate about my partner or what I enjoy about my partner. And through doing that, I get more of that. And so having that experience of just watching and becoming aware of how much my thoughts were directly creating my reality really helped me better understand manifestation. I'm glad you said the word frustration because I think people get really frustrated with the whole concept of conscious manifestation. And a big part of it is thoughts. It is the direction of your thoughts. But I look at it from, it isn't that your thoughts are creating it. It is that the job of your thoughts is to focus your attention. Mm. So you are using your mind to focus your attention on the thoughts that are positive that feels better to you than seeing all the things that are negative and upset you about him. And then you're literally inside your own mind, noticing more and more positive because that's what you're directing your energy to notice. Right? So I think that's one of the things I'm so glad you said it. Cause I think that's one of the things that people get really hung up on with conscious manifestation. You know, I, I became a Louise Hay teacher 21 years ago and I was really, excited about and into the power of your words to manifest from. And I thought it was, well, if I speak it out, then it'll happen type of thing. And I've come to learn that wasn't totally really working for me. It wasn't quite getting me 
to manifest from a really powerful and positive place. So what I've learned over the years was, yes, your, your thoughts are part of it. Your words are part of it. But knowing your needs and knowing how to voice your needs, ask for your needs, get your needs met, part of it. Moving the energy through you, part of it. The fact that trauma blocks, trauma is literally the energy blocks in your system. It is the stuck stress in your system. And it gets you to think more negatively because your brain is trying to protect you. So it gives a propensity of energy and attention towards the more painful thoughts, right? So it's all so interconnected. Your emotions are part of conscious manifestation of letting yourself feel how good it feels when you focus on that positive aspect of you're the man that you're with. It feels better. Well, that emotion that feels better also radiates energy from you. And then if there's trauma blocking you, you've got to move it physically. That's where the nonlinear movement method comes in. It allows you to move those physical blocks, those physical areas of stuck emotional and physical pain and stress. So it all ties into your ability to either manifest from your fear and pain or manifest from your power and joy. It's all tied together. So thoughts are a big part of it, but they're not all of it. And I think that's one of the biggest parts that people get frustrated with and think that conscious manifestation doesn't work. Affirmations don't work. And it's because, yeah, they're a piece of this puzzle, just a piece, but all these other parts have to be involved too. Beautiful. I, I love how you kind of painted the whole picture there. All right. So I'll give a great example. Um, since I was uh, 10 years old, I loved looking at National Geographic magazine and I just fell in love with the Northern Lights, the Aurora Borealis. And I learned about Trumpsa, Norway, and I've been obsessed with going to Trumpsa, Norway my whole entire life. But in my mind, it was, I love to travel, but it was too big of a trip, too expensive. I had all of these blocks in place, like I wanted it, but I couldn't have it. So that's one of the big blocks that a lot of people have, that they think that what they want is outside of what they could possibly have. And I was feeding into that painful belief too. And you know, every so often I would look up airfare and I would work it out and to get from uh, wherever I was, whether it be, you know, Los Angeles or Colorado, it would usually be just an airfare, the 15 to $1,800 range. And I'm just not willing to spend that on airline tickets. I'm the, you know, I'll fly to five places for $400 range. <laughs> That's how I'm used to traveling. So it's totally outside of my reality, right? And when I lived in Belgium, I became friends with a woman from Norway. And this was pre-Facebook, so we lost touch, and then Facebook got invented, and then we found each other again. And she knew I always wanted to go to Norway. I never had mentioned the whole Trumpsa thing. I just said, I want to go to Norway to see the Northern Lights. So we get back in touch, and every so often we would talk about it, and she would tell me to come visit, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, too expensive, too expensive. So time goes by and I finally said to her, you know, one of these days I'm going to get to visit you and I'm going to visit you wherever you live and then I'm going to go to Trumpsa. And she said, Elizabeth, I live in Trumpsa. I'm from Trumpsa all this time. And now I'm talking like a 15 year span. I did not know that this woman 
was from Tromsø and she had lived in Belgium when I knew her and then moved back up to Tromsø after she had her kids with her husband. So I'm just like, oh my God, are you freaking kidding me? Wow. And she said, and we're building on an addition where you could stay, but it's not built yet. And it still felt like, oh, one day, but too far away from me. So often when we don't have what we want, it just feels too far away. And that's how I was feeling. And it wasn't until I was in my nonlinear movement method training and we got to the fourth phase, which is the manifestation phase, where you think about what you want to manifest and you move, you move your body and you're, you're moving out the blocks and you're moving all those places that I can't have this is stuck inside of you. And I got to this place where I felt myself standing on the soil in Trumpsa. And I just, I started to cry. And I, and I imagined myself looking up at the Northern Lights and I felt all of these beautiful women around me in a circle. So that was about in November. And I kept working with that. I kept in my nonlinear movement method practice. Sometimes I'd think about Trumpsa and I'd have this feeling and this sensation again of connecting with these amazing women, having my feet on the soil, seeing the Northern Lights above me, right? So I'm using all of these feeling senses, my vision, my energy, my emotions, my connection to others, the nature, my feet on the earth, like all of these energetic things were happening in me. Mm. And less than a year went by and we found tickets on the internet from Los Angeles to Oslo, Norway for $200. And by now I knew two people in Norway. I contacted them both and usually weeks would go by and they, before they got back to me. They got back to me, both of them, in within two minutes and they just said, buy the tickets, we'll get you up here to Tromsø. And so they bought the, one of them bought the tickets internally for $150. So I made it from Los Angeles to Trumsa for $350, planned wow. the trip about six months out. And in that amount of time, I got together enough women to give an amazing workshop to and to teach NLMM classes to while I was there. I taught NLMM in Oslo, Trumsa and Stockholm, Sweden. <laughs> Because I found another woman there and she's like, yeah, come teach nonlinear movement here. She set everything up for me. And I had this magical, amazing trip. But it wasn't until I did it with words, with thoughts, with vision, with energy, with feeling, with connection. All of it came together to make this amazing manifestation. And since that first trip, I've been back two more times within two years. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I really love about that story too is, you know, when you were in the manifestation stage, you know, your your thoughts were aligned, you were using all your senses and you were bringing in, you know, the feeling of being there. Nonlinear movement method was the thing that you used to kind of help you through one of the sticking points to get you to Trumpsa. And then once you made it to Trumpsa, once the manifestation came into the physical, you were actually teaching nonlinear movement method. <laughs> Yeah, because I got certified in that meantime, right? It was, it was all the certification process. Exactly. And, you know, the nonlinear movement method for me was that missing piece to embodiment. You really use your body to manifest. And that's what I think is missing from a lot of the other teachings is really the, the actual manifestation 
starts when you can feel it and move it inside yourself. When I imagined myself standing there in Trumsa, seeing the Northern Lights, in that moment, I was manifesting it. In that moment, I had the experience I always wanted. When you're really doing conscious manifestation work, you're, you're, <laughs> you're cutting out the middleman. You're letting yourself have the experience even if it never manifests on the earth plane. And I think that's one of the biggest things that none of us want to look at, that none of us want to get honest about, is what we really want from having the thing, whether it's the man, the house, the amazing trip. What we really want is the feeling it gives us. So when I say cutting out the middleman, what I mean is we're letting ourselves have the feeling now. I love that you highlighted the importance of the feeling part of manifestation and how you said, when, you know, when you feel it, you get to have it now. When you feel it, you get to have it now and you're radiating at that energy frequency, just to bring it back to the physics, you know, that, that we said at the top. When you don't have the thing and you think you can't have the thing, you're not able to resonate at the frequency, right? Law of attraction, like attracts like, is that you are sort of like paving the way, you're opening the road to that like energy to come to you and so you can feel it. So that, that ability to let yourself feel the emotion and energy frequency, just like those tuning forks, it's you're bonging it on purpose, you're ringing it. And then, oh, there's the other thing. And now it's ringing. And now you can come together easier. As a sensuality coach, people come to me and often want to manifest being in a loving, fun, sexy relationship. And once we get clear on exactly what that means to them, the next step is to try the feeling of what having that would actually feel like. Like you're literally trying it on in the body and it's amazing because it's so easy for the mind to come up with what it looks like and what we want it to be and what it will mean but what it actually feels like requires like you said bringing in all of the senses what is it gonna smell taste touch feel sound like and when you can make it real in the body you're actually training your body to become comfortable with feeling what that might feel like. And you're doing it gently and you're doing it slowly so that when it does manifest into your physical reality, when you do find that relationship, it takes a lot of the guesswork out because you, you fundamentally in your bones, in your body, know what it actually feels like. And I think that's the difference between just manifesting from thought and manifesting and involving the feeling. And I also found that it's what holds people back. Because a lot of us can understand what we want in our mind, but when we actually try to experience it in the body, the body physically gives us responses in the ways of sensations and messages and emotions and block that are like, hey, I want this for you too, but we can't move forward until we do something about how this is landing in our body. Yeah, the body's just so commonly left out of all of our mental and emotional processes. You know, one of the reasons I love working with you, Casey, is because you're all about the senses. You're all about embodiment and, and bringing it down into the body and feeling the sensations in the body and letting it move through you. 
Um, and I think that's why you and I have been brought together and resonate together so well and that we've manifested each other in our lives. We're so simpatico about the fundamental basis that for real healing, for real manifestation, to reclaim your sensuality, to make peace within your body, to take the reins into your own hands and regulate your own nervous system, all involves really being deeply connected to and in touch with your body. And in our society, and gosh, especially with women, we get so disconnected from our bodies. We are always pushing ourselves too hard to do too much in a day, too much on our to-do list. And we ignore our body's need. We don't eat enough and we don't eat on time and we don't eat healthily enough and we don't move enough and we don't go to the bathroom when we need to pee. <laughs> We, we forget to breathe. We forget to breathe. Exactly. Yeah. We hold our breath or forget to breathe. Like, right. So it's this integration of your thoughts, your emotions, your needs, your feelings, your movement, your physical sensations. It's that integration that gives you the ability to manifest more and more positively and manifest from your power instead of your fear. And so you said before that, um, you know, we're either manifesting from fear, neutrality, or manifesting from power. Can you give an example of neutrality? You know, if you're not in a stress response, I think most of the things that you do are manifesting from neutrality. You know, you see that your gas tank is on empty, you pull over, you get gas, you put it in your car. Because we're always manifesting, <laughs> we are just making things happen in our life. So in my past, I had a lot of poverty consciousness, fear, um, and negativity around having a car. And so my very first car, I saw it in a parking lot with a for sale sign. It was a 1953 Buick special. I was 18 years old and it was a total lemon. And I lived in Los Angeles and I needed a car. And that car was utterly unreliable, unsupportive. Well, guess what? Inside of me, I held an energy frequency of not knowing what it felt like to be supported. I'd been on my own pretty much since childhood. So then I manifested a car, this thing I needed to support me, I manifested an unreliable, unsupportive car. So I stayed like locked in this negative dynamic. That car was in the shop, I think more times than it was out of the shop. I think I replaced every single part of it and it still never worked right and broke down on me all of the time. I was terrified to have a car payment because I didn't see how I could consistently keep up with a car payment. And I thought it would be astronomical. Had I just checked it out, I would have seen that I could easily afford a car payment and it would have been much less per month than I was spending on my car. But I didn't have that reality, right? I didn't have that knowledge. So I kept manifesting from fear all of these shitty cars that I hated that would break down on me a lot. So this thing that is a neutral now, stopping and getting gas to put in my car, something I don't even think about, it's just, oh, right, my car needs gas. I'm going to put some gas in it, right? Just, boom, that manifestation's easy. Back then, I was running out of gas on the side of highways. Often, I was getting flat tires all of the time. <laughs> my car was breaking down or just not starting when I had to get to work. So I had this car I hated. And I realized, oh my God, I'm stuck in a manifesting from fear pattern. 
shit. I got to do something about this. This was before I had nonlinear movement. And I spent two years, y'all, really looking into cars that were super reliable, reading about all these different cars, feeling into what it might feel like to have a car that didn't break down on me all the time, to have a car that would always start go forwards and backwards just like I needed it to and get me where I needed to go. And it, by that point had been like 30 years of all of this stress. And every time I'd feel it, I'd cry because that feeling of being so easily supported was so foreign to me. I had built up so much trauma around cars. So I spent two years on Edmund, still with my shitty car that I hated at the time. Um, this big old Oldsmobile. Oh my God. During that time, I found what is now my car, which is the best car in the world. It has never broken down on me, never run out of gas, never stranded me. It's a 2008. It's now 2021. It has 175,000 miles on it and it's going great, y'all. <laughs> now it's everything with it is neutral. Like the tire was making a noise and I didn't have the old feeling I used to have of <gasps> this total panic because something was up with my car. I was like, oh, the tire's making a funny noise. I'll take it into the local garage, they'll fix it. Which is exactly what happened. Oh, and get this, I show up to pay for it on Monday and they were like, oh no, we just rotated your tires, don't worry about it. They wouldn't even take my money. Like what a night and day difference manifestation. Yeah. Well, and I love that too, that, that there's a, there's a step in between manifesting from fear and manifesting from power. And that if you can go from manifesting from fear on a topic to neutrality, hell yes. That is, hell yes. That is a home run. I think, you know, when I hear you say that too, um, I realize, you know, sometimes I feel this personal pressure to like always be manifesting from power and we'll get into that. And that's amazing. But, you know, just neutrality is fine sometimes. Like if you can deal with your stress responses enough to like go throughout your day and have it go fairly smooth and kind of be in that place of neutrality. That's awesome. That's a win. That's a win. 100% win. Yeah. Right. It's really learning how to regulate your stress response, A, and then starting to let yourself think, feel, imagine, move with how it could feel if you had it. Yeah. It was over two decades ago, the first time I got to really experience the uh, shift of just thinking about it to feeling it in your body. Another Barbara Brennan healer friend of mine that I went to school with, and she was really into science of mind. Now, science of mind is a book by Ernest Holmes. It was published in 1926, and it proposes a science with a new relationship between humans and God and creating what you want on earth. And so she was really into that. Just if you want to know the background of all of this uh, conscious manifestation work. So Ernest Holmes, then later in the 20s into the 30s was a socialite called Florence Scovel Shin. And she got really into conscious manifestations and would have meetings in her parlor around teaching people and, and talking about conscious manifestation. And then Louise Hay was the one who really brought it in and just made it huge in the 80s, 80s into the 90s. And I did my teacher training with her, the last teacher training in 2000. So my healer friend was the one that initially introduced me to this feeling it in your body. My neck always used to go out of place, really painfully out of place, but really often. I started getting treated for it when I was 12 years old. 
so I had this constant neck pain, constant shoulder pain, and my neck was always, quote unquote, going out of place. So she was feeling into it and she said, what does your body need? And she had this process of doing this with me. And what I found that my neck needed was support. And like I'd said earlier about the car, like I was not brought up with a lot of support. I didn't know what that energy frequency felt like. And I told her, like, oh, my neck needs support. I don't even know what that feels like. And she said, well, pretend you do. So this is important, slowdown fans. This pretend you do is so important when you're trying to learn how to manifest not from fear, but either neutrality or your power and positivity. So I was like, huh, imagine what support would feel like. And bam, my neck went back into place all by itself. And I had probably had my neck put back into place by a chiropractor two, 300 times by that point. And I could only hold that energy frequency of support, oh my gosh, for maybe three seconds before I lost it again. So that's the other thing, Slowdown fans, is going from zero to one is always the hardest. So in the beginning, you might not be able to feel what you want to feel, but maybe you can just imagine what it might feel like for a second. That's a win. And then you just keep practicing feeling that. So I kept practicing feeling what it would feel like to receive support. You know, fast forward 21 years later, Casey knows this, I'm still working with this. I'm better and better and better. I've let more and more and more people into my life to support me. I can ask for help, but I'm still getting to more stages within my own being and body of what it feels like to truly feel supported. So I also think that's another point that this journey of conscious manifestation with some of our bigger or deeper issues has levels and layers to it and keeps going and keeps unfolding and getting better and better and better. I've never backslid that far, you know, <laughs> I've always gotten better and better and better. And then it took doing the nonlinear movement method to really heal that chronic pain and tension going on in there. It's gone. I mean, 99% of the time it's gone. That's amazing. And, and it's also a testament to imagination. I love, I love imagination. I have a very playful spirit and I remember when I first learned that the power of imagination not only lies in the the lightness or the openness that it brings, but also because your brain does not know the difference between whether or not what you are imagining is real or not. I want you to imagine that you just took a bite into a lemon wedge. So your body had an actual reaction to that. Maybe your nose scrunched up. Maybe you felt a little bit of salivating in your mouth. But there wasn't an actual lemon there. The fact that the imagination is that powerful that your body had a response to it proves that point. So imagination is a great support tool with manifestation. My other go-to, the one that I use more than any other, if you listen to our podcast, you've heard us talk about it before, but it's gratitude. I have a daily gratitude practice. After that daily gratitude practice, sometimes it just helps me feel a little bit better. Sometimes it's enough to switch my thoughts to be more positive. And then there's those days where it just like hits. I am in this place where I can feel my heart open. I'm in an excited mood and I'm like, that is my time to manifest. And that is when I will see how long I can hold whatever I want to manifest in. So maybe it's, you know, future clients who I can 
have beautiful connections with and really serve, or maybe it's my next house or whatever is is on my mind, really using that gratitude practice to kind of help jumpstart, I find personally is one of the easiest ways for me to like access and going into that place where I really am truly manifesting from power. Absolutely. I think gratitude is one of the most powerful energy frequencies there is. We've listed so many statistics in the past about gratitude on our show. I've moved over 40 times in my life. So manifesting a stable home, what I call a nest, a place that I don't maybe don't live there all the time, but it's always there for me and I can come and go as I please. That's been my goal for a while. Dale and I got into some pretty hairy living situations in Los Angeles. We still felt gratitude for wherever we were and we really made a practice of building on that. So when we got here to Pittsburgh a couple of years ago, we looked at 30 houses in five days and I walked into this one without him. He had to be in a business meeting and I walked into this house and this is the message I got from the room I am sitting in right now. This is a house to manifest from. And I didn't really know what that meant, except that it was a yes throughout my whole system. This house was not in the neighborhood we wanted. It was $300 more a month than another perfectly nice house we found in a very nice neighborhood, close to shops and restaurants and things we wanted. But still there was this overwhelming feeling of yes and gratitude about this house. And every day that we've lived here, we've expressed that gratitude out loud to each other. And especially during the pandemic, the fact that we've had this house instead of the two others that we could have gotten has made all the difference in the world to us being able to get along so well. We have plenty of space. And even though it still isn't the right house for us, it isn't our nest, we are so filled with gratitude from this place. And know that that sincere energy of gratitude will help up-level us to the next place that may be the nest. I love that. And that home has been your manifestation home. So much. Oh my God. Y'all, this is the weird. Uh, okay, we'll get into the weirdness around conscious manifestation. So the happiness trainings that I do with people are brain energy embodiment trainings. And I teach people how to regulate their nervous systems, get out of the stress response consciously. Because listen, we live in a world where we have to interact with other people and people are going to infuriate us. And <laughs> like, that's just not going to stop. So we got to accept that there will always be people, things, situations to trigger us. We need to know how to regulate our own nervous systems, or we're just going to stay like I did the first 40 freaking years of my life in that constant flight, fight, freezer thing. So doing these energy practices, you release all of that old trauma inside of you so that you have the room to even receive all of those good things that you want. I call it the release to receive method because you've got to make room for the good stuff. So if you're full up with trauma and stress, there's no room for all of that great stuff you want. You got to be able to let that go and make space for the good things that you do want. And just that process, even without specifically focusing on what you want to manifest, opens up your receiving channels so you can allow in the goodness. So through 
that through just opening my body more, through letting go of my old trauma, through opening my receiving channels, I have manifested amazing clients, people, situations, money, that there's no other way I could have gotten it on purpose because I didn't even know it was possible. I've always worked hard and earned my money. And it was always done in this sort of hard scrabble way that was tons of effort for very little money. And I worked and worked and worked and worked. And over the years of using these manifestation practices, money comes to me in weird and amazing ways that I have not earned. This is not a client paying me for services, which is how I make my living. This is huge chunks of money coming into my life in ways I couldn't have imagined. And it's because I've worked with raising my prosperity frequencies, letting go of my past pain and trauma around being poor and all that that did to me psychologically, um, that I've really worked with this. So people think it's always sort of this one-to-one ratio of if I want to increase my money, then I have to work on manifesting more clients and then I'll earn more money. But it's not necessarily that direct one-to-one. It's really you're building these energy frequencies so that you can radiate at this more powerful vibration that attracts these amazing people, situations, money, homes, cars, whatever it is to you. You switch from this mindset of like, you don't have to earn it because it's so deeply ingrained in our systems. When it was time to leave my old job, I knew a hundred percent with every cell in my body that that was the right move to make. I knew that abundance would follow that. And I had worked on building the frequency of abundance so high in my system that I felt super confident. So I left my job with an idea that I wanted to get into coaching, but nothing set and solid. And I stopped having an income. And even though I literally was making zero dollars within the next three months, the things that I aligned to were so abundant. For example, out of the blue, I got a phone call from someone and they said that they'd book this all-inclusive cruise and the person that they were wanting to go with couldn't go and asked me if I wanted to come. That's the kind of crazy shit I'm talking about. (laughs) And and then I'm like, uh, yeah. And all of a sudden my schedule was free. So I was like, yeah, this is amazing. And then after that, one of the women in my sex, love and relationship course messaged us and was like, hey, I have a workshop space in Sweden. And if you guys want to come stay for a week, it's like, you know, 250 bucks, everything included. And I was like, um, got there using all of my points and was in Sweden for 12 days for $250. See? <laughs> I love that we both got to Scandinavia for like less than a quarter of the price. <laughs> but, but every time that would happen, I had to keep like having this conversation with my old self that's like, well, yeah, but you didn't earn that. You didn't save that. You didn't. But I was like, no, 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 no. When you put your focus on on that energy frequency of prosperity, it just comes and it comes in ways that no amount of financial planning could ever top. 
Absolutely. When I took that first trip to Tromsø that I told you all about, I didn't even have money on my mind about like earning money there. You know, I was doing my my workshops and things that I do because that's what I do. Travel and healing has been my dream most of my life is to be able to go places, exchange with people, heal, learn, grow. So when that trip happened, I wasn't thinking like, how could I turn this to my financial benefit? I wish I did more think that way, but I just don't. So, But I ended up getting a, a bunch of new clients for that and making half a year's income by that trip. I didn't even think about that. I was just aligned, centered, in the flow, which is how we manifest from our power. And then the things just come to us. I think that there's a lot of, you know, resentment towards people who manifest with ease. I know I had a lot of that resentment, struggling just to keep a roof over my head and get by. I was just naturally very resentful of that. So I think it's it's pretty common. But I've had to let go of even thinking about those people. I don't know them. I don't know their situation. I don't know what they're going through. And just focus on allowing it to be easy for me. So I could end the cycle of having to work so hard, prove myself all the time, show to others how strong I was because I was in the fight and I was struggling. You know, there's so much attachment to that. And so even letting go of the mindset that it has to be hard in order for you to deserve it. So that's a lot to work with. Uh, So you can let go of manifesting from fear and manifest from your power. So whether you're at the state where you're manifesting from fear or you're working towards manifesting from neutrality or manifesting from power, we want you to know that it's okay to be where you are and that the art of manifesting requires slowing down. This is not something that's done overnight. It is not something that's done quick and forcefully. It requires practice and slowing down, which is why we have it on our podcast. So with that, let's go into our slowdown skills right after a commercial break and word from our sponsor. Hey, Slowdown fans, coming up this Saturday, January 23rd, is our epic virtual vision board party. You can tune in anytime between 12 and 5, and we will help you manifest whatever it is you want in your life by making a very powerful vision board. And this is a party. We're here to have a good time together. So bring food, bring cocktails, bring your girlfriends, ladies only, sorry dudes. And we're going to have a great time rocking out together and making vision boards. Just go to thehappywomanacademy.com slash 2021 and register for free. That's thehappywomanacademy.com slash 2021. We will see you Saturday. Hey, Slowdown fans. It's me, Mother Nature. When you're manifesting, please take me into consideration. For example... Everyone deserves to have a nice, safe home to live in, but you don't have to chop down all my trees and use all my water to do so. Slow down, consider your eco-friendly options, and let's manifest from our power together. And now for our slowdown skills. Our first slowdown skill is called Etch-a-Sketch Yourself. And this is the first thing to do so that you're prepared for your conscious manifestation practice. 
Now, some of you know what an Etch-A-Sketch is, some of you don't. If you don't know what it is, Google it right now because they're really cool. I'll try to describe it for you. So an Etch-A-Sketch has a thick, flat, gray screen and it's in a red plastic frame. There's two white knobs on the front of the frame in the lower corners and twisting the knobs moves the stylus that displaces this aluminum powder on the back of the screen, leaving a solid line. So you're able to create images. And when you're done creating those, you pick up the Etch-A-Sketch, shake it, shake it all around, and it clears the screen and then you can start again. So before you do a conscious manifestation practice, you wanna clear yourself. So all of those little lines and doodles, just imagine that those are things, energy, people, thoughts that you've picked up throughout the day, and you don't wanna manifest with all that on your screen. So just like you shake the extra sketch, you put your feet, I recommend on the earth, flat on the earth, and then you shake your body, shake, 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 shake it all off, clean off your energy, and then start your manifestation practice. This is a huge help and I use it regularly when I do my manifestation practices. Slow down skill number two, I'm gonna teach you the outline for my release to receive method that I teach in my Manifesting Made Easy workshop. So it's three phases. Number one is clarity. And that's where you write down what it is you want to manifest. And you get really clear about what it is, how you want to feel, and what you need. I always suggest people look at the feelings and needs inventory list provided by nonviolent communication. You can find those at cnvc.org. So pick out your what you want, your feelings, and the needs that you want to have. That's the clarity phase. Two, movement. Getting yourself to move as your manifestation. In the workshop, I take people through an entire hour of the nonlinear movement method. And when we're doing the nonlinear movement method, we're really releasing. We're letting go of everything that doesn't serve us so we can make room for what we do want. You can always come to our classes. They are the second and third Saturday of every month. You can just go to the happywomanacademy.com to find tickets for that there. So you can learn how to do it. You can do that for yourself. Nonlinear movement method, move as your manifestation. And then the last phase is embodiment, embodiment. And that's where you really speak, feel, become an energy match inside your body to the thing that you want to manifest. So clarity, movement, embodiment. That's the three phases of manifesting from your power. And we know this manifestation stuff requires slowing down and it can be hard to do on your own. We are here to help. Go ahead and set up a free consultation with each of us at slowthefdownshow.com. And now for our slowdown playlist. Casey, what's your slowdown song this week? My slowdown song is 
Pillars by Hushed. And what's it like? It's one of those songs that it's all instrumental. And whenever you hear it, it would be super supportive for a manifestation. Like it's slow, but then it kind of builds in certain parts and it has that like inspiring vibe. And so I really like to listen to this and actually have it on my own personal non-linear movement method playlist. Awesome. My song also comes from my non-linear movement method playlist. And I like to play this song during the manifestation part. So if you've come to class, you've probably heard it. And it's by Tycho and it's called A Walk off the album Dive. And I like this because it's slow, but then a groove kicks in. And when I listen to this song, I feel like it's moving me forward. Beautiful. Ooh. Yeah, it's a good one. And the link I'm going to put on the Slow the F Down Show Facebook page for it is a live version. So you get to see the hottie hipster guys making the music. <laughs> nice. Our featured slowdown song comes from Kristen McKee Fox is my first friend. We met when we were three. Oh. And, <laughs> and she recommended the song Slow Burn by Casey Musgraves. And I really like this song because the words in it truly do inspire you to take time to slow down on the things that a lot of us kind of push through. So thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you, Kristen. You can share your favorite slowdown song on our Slow the F Down show page. We are always looking for more great slowdown songs to add to our playlist. So go ahead and go there and put it in the comments. So Elizabeth, what was your favorite part of today's show? Um, my favorite part of today's show is you kept saying words that were like just the right word, like just the right energy frequency. And it kept giving me this little thrill and making me happy I was doing this with you. <laughs> Aw, thank you. That that lands well. I, was, I felt like I had a little bit of fire in me today when you're talking about this. Casey, what was your favorite part of today's show? My favorite part of today's show is actually prior to the show when Elizabeth and I were navigating all kinds of things that were coming up in life and just doing so with humor and realness and grace and being able to come together and talk about a topic like this that I think is so, so, so important and, and under acknowledged was my favorite part of today's show. And also when I got to take my sweatshirt off because I'm recording in my closet and it's like 90 degrees in here and I'm sweating a lot. She's naked, everybody. This was our last episode for January 2021. Next month is February and both episodes are going to focus on love. The next episode will be Slow the Fuck Down with Toxic Love. And after that, we will do Slow the Fuck Down with Intimacy. Thank you for listening to our show and enjoy your slowdown. If you love our show, please take one minute right now and leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to our podcast. You have no idea how much this helps us. Thank you so much. And remember, Elizabeth and I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. Go to slowthefdownshow.com to schedule your free consultation.